0: Welcome everyone back to the legit cool podcast where we review recap and discuss nerd out whatever because we're nerds I guess right (laughs) we do all the talking for you Uh, I guess all you have to do is just all the listening to our beautiful voices on what we think about certain movies and TV series Uh, we don't often do TV series but we are doing TV series for this run um this is actually the first tv series we've done since what was the last series i guess i'm kind of asking you tony but you shouldn't i don't expect you to know <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm like i'm like, if this is the first series this is a a bad one to choose no i'm kidding i'm kidding it's a great one to choose
0: no what was the last series we done i think the last series might have been oh we actually it interlaced totally- it with the marvel cinematic universe phase five and six talk that's what we've done. Um and we we did a really short review, and when I say short, in uh, typical legit cool style, it was probably like thirty minutes short. Um, <laughs> we did uh, Miss Marvel, so I guess that kind of counts as like the last series that we done.
1: That's pretty recent, yeah. That's pretty. That's good. That's pretty
0: recent, yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna
1: say like One Division or something. No,
0: no, no. We yeah, have done I... some. We have done some series. We, we don't do a lot of series on this show, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Miss Marvel would have been the last one that was in the Marvel phase five and six chat that's like a two and a half hour episode and i know very very sweaty <laughs> but um yeah you know nonetheless we're coming back to tv series with the lord of the rings aka well not aka but lord of the rings semicolon colon whatever you want to call it we have to call it it's just what we call it baby. it's a, sorry uh, yeah the rings of power season one um, this is episode two, obviously, we did episode one last week and uh, we are playing a little bit of catch up and we did promise all the listeners that we will catch up on the series, which we did, Both me and Tony caught up on episode two and three last night. So we're going to record just episode two today and then we'll release episode three tomorrow or I don't know, we haven't Shortly actually discussed, after. Surely after, Sometime. We should, yeah, <laughs> we, we
1: powered through it, we gotta, we gotta make it count.
0: We powered through it. Um, but what's up, Tony? How are you?
1: Yeah, good, man. Nah, excited. A good day? Oh, yeah, nice. Good, good day. I mean, after that, you know, two hours of watching this show, been jazzed about this. <laughs> By who? Very jazzed. Very jazzed. I'm mean, excited, man. Like, oh, okay, okay. Just as a spoiler, I enjoyed these last two episodes more than the first one, like, significantly more. It, oh, it was yeah. very positive in my mind.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but you know what? It wasn't that hard to enjoy these ones. If, if, this, if these ones, just they just had to be a little bit more enjoyable, um, which is the case. Uh, wasn't that hard of a mountain to climb? Because episode one was, you know, as we discussed it, you know, we we kind of feel the same thing. It's like as we discussed it, we kind of saw more issues with it as we spoke about the plot, as we went through the plot. Um, And that's the whole purpose of of what we do on this podcast is we really pull it apart. We analyze it detail into detail. Um, And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that was the outcome for the pilot episode. And you never really want to do that for a pilot, right? I mean, the pilot episode, you want to have a roaring start to it, have a really good lasting impression that makes you want more from the series in the second episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like with a pilot, generally you wanna you wanna hit it pretty hard. But I think there's always two types of of pilots, like the one that's just it lays the mystery on thick, so that you wanna see more, or the one that's just very 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 good, so that you wanna see more. And they they definitely went for the former, mm. and I reckon they didn't do a great job of it. But it's gotten better.
0: It has. It has. Uh, episode two. We are in episode two. Um. <clears throat> just before we started this episode we both discussed it actually more so you um kind of forgot what happened in episode two
1: (laughs) well it's like two and three kind of melded together i felt like and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's probably it's probably good right that means it's kind of tight storyline wise
0: i mean it didn't help that we watched it back to back because watching it back to back made it feel like
1: one big episode you know what's actually interesting though I feel like I'm watching I'm looking at this sort of recap you've got here, like this is the one you've you've taken from somewhere. Mm. In every recap, they seem to just skip like um the half foot plot. Like they don't they don't skip it, but like it starts with half And mm. this one it starts off with uh Galadriel, which is like significantly in the episode. That was kind of weird to me.
0: Yeah. Hey, just opening commenting. On, the opening scene in this is Galadriel, isn't it? She's ah, in the, the opening
1: scene. Is... Oh, is the
0: Hobbit? Sorry, the, I mean, the yeah. Hobbit. Yeah, Yeah, there is the opening scene where um, it's it's touching up on that last scene that we had with the meteor landing. Um, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which is the supposedly Gandalf character,
1: fake Gandalf or it's evil Gandalf? Gandalf. Tap on Are you sure? Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I'm actually getting a sense. It's I'm just evil gonna call him Gandalf. 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 Whatever.
0: It's oh, man, he seems,
1: he's murdering flies, man. That's, that's evil Gandalf. It's
0: Gandalf in the early days, you know? It's like when we were growing up, we murdered a few insects.
1: Man, That was. That sounds like a you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I'm happy to be honest for you. You don't have to outwardly publicly say that.
1: I would go for it. Yeah. You. yeah. P- please do that. Because, like, I don't want to get, like, done for it. <laughs> so
0: in episode one, right, the, the end of episode one, it finishes off with this, I guess they're intending it to be a cool little cliffhanger with the meteor shower. Um, and that meteor shower revealed a naked um, uh, homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Naked looking homeless guy with long hair, long gray hair, long gray beard, quite skinny, quite tall. Obviously, he's going to be very tall in comparison to the half feet, or the half foot, yeah. Are they half feet if it's two people?
1: No, they seem to say half foots with a plural. Where are the half foots?
0: Oh, yeah. I guess they make like up a their grammar, hour. I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can call him like sort of Gandalf looking. Gandalf if looking. If you wanted to visualize <laughs> I
0: mean, he, he is a younger younger version of Gandalf, if that is the case. Yeah. And I guess he kind of has the same... Appealing, not appealing, but that kind of feature that Ian McKellen was. Would you say? Uh, or was Ian McKellen like less good-looking compared to this guy, or
1: I don't know? I think Ian McKellen like kind of holds it together better. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah.
0: I mean, he's he's a he's a rock star performer of the eighties. Yeah,
1: he he fits the. Um, I don't know. He just fits into his face better. <laughs> he just him, like, looks so. like a wizard. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, relative attractiveness of wizards, I think Ian McKellen's a better looking wizard, is all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, Saruman looks like
1: a freaking Saruman looks like he was
0: actually born from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, orcs.
1: Saruman, yeah, he's got to eat something, man. He's, he's too, skinny. too skinny. He's today. too skinny.
0: He's too skinny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so we end off episode with that as the cliffhanger to kind of make us excited, which we weren't really that excited by the end of it, and then enter episode two. And so let's start from the beginning of episode two. The beginning is a bit of a recap, which, by the way, Prime, we cannot skip the recap. Can you fix that? Netflix <laughs> is like years ahead either. of you guys.
1: Yeah, skip recap, skip intro. Boom,
0: boom. If anybody Straight from away. Prime Amazon is listening to this, part of the development team um, or part of their UI development team, because this is like a UI thing.
1: <laughs> i feel like the issue would be like getting the timings down for all this they don't actually have that many tv shows so it'd be an easy job to do oh well,
0: yeah oh yeah
1: i'm sure Just the timings would be somewhere online
0: get a ui developer on there they'll be on the case within no time five minute job yeah, easy
1: true. anyway <laughs> we, we can't we though that's <laughs> not true
0: <laughs> yeah exactly hear us couch critics Um, so we can't skip the intro and, I mean, sorry, the recap, which is part of the intro. Um, after the recap, we get into the very first, um, which I'm assuming is the standard credit roll for the whole saga, which we didn't have in the first episode. And the credit roll is, where's my drum roll? Here's my cool drum roll here. Check this out. Um... Okay, it didn't really require drum roll. I just wanted to use the drum roll effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like a radio guy now,
0: but um, yeah, we, we we got these cool-looking graphics of sand and sand animation and sand animation that's kind of making patterns of rings. Or well, are they supposed to be rings, or are they just supposed to be really cool-looking patterns?
1: See, I thought it was rings, and then I thought it was like a family tree or something, but it's just like sort of shapes.
0: The shapes, right? They're trying to kind of. Like the way they're doing the font, um, or the 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 animation with the font, like very kind of small. It's tight, and obviously the main feature is all the patterns happening in the background. It's kind of like it's trying to do a Game of Thrones type thing, right? With the, mm. like well, the I Game, of, Game, of, Game Thrones, of
1: Thrones
0: way well, cooler. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. Is the great the Game of Thrones intro is much more cooler. There's more graphics going on, but just the way that that, like, I'm watching the titles right here, the way the titles are coming up. They're very small and subtle with a very slow fade animation. It's a very similar to how mm. Game of Thrones does their, their stuff as well. But, yeah, I don't, I don't get this whole kind
1: of sand pattern animation thing. Because, I mean, they would have been, I guess, unfairly compared to Game of Thrones, but there's so much, like, maps. Oh, it's not even sand. It's, orderless. like, rocks. Oh, shit, rocks. The Stones. stuff you used to make rings?
0: I don't know. It's very coarse coarse sand (laughs) so yeah i mean there's some patterns of like trees it looks like um spirals which is probably patterns of like the Elvish um calligraphy Mm. perhaps yeah it's kind of cool i know you're not really a fan of it
1: I mean, it's an intro, right? Like, what, what are we going to have? Like, I, I, You know what part of me wants to go... It's back? kind of boring.
0: Like, it's like when you think about the series, right? Oh. It, it's kind of a boring intro, because you'd expect it to be a bit more... It has some characters, like, in kind of cool pencil drawings or something.
1: Uh, I imagine you have, like, a cool 80s style. Like, you know, you look like Elrond, and he's here, and he's like... No. And then they show his, they show his face, and he got, like... Even, like, even like uh, what's his name?
0: Do you know like uh, Horatio, do you remember Horatio Kane from the CSI Miami series? No. Did he do that kind of stuff? (laughs) Yes.
1: I'm thinking like a a full house style intro, you know what I mean? Like they Uh... they look away, they turn and they're smiling and then the the actor shows up. I'd love that. (laughs) I'd kill for that in like a serious show.
0: You know, if they did that for the show, they would probably assassinate all their um, customers because I'm pretty sure their customers, <laughs> their main uh, fan base, wouldn't appreciate something like that. But I, I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, realistically, I don't actually expect them to do that, but it'll be funny. I don't mind a good hair flick. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much long hair in this show. Actually, is that true?
0: There is so much long hair. There's very few elves that don't have long hair, and I'm pretty sure the main elf, well, not the main elf, but one of the... Main Alvin characters that we get to learn about a bit more, even in episode two and three. I forget his name.
1: Uh, El- the brown, Ar- the brown elf. elf. Oh, Arundir. 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 Yeah.
0: Um. So, like he's he's probably well. Actually, him and the other elves that get captured, they're probably like the first elves that we see with short hair, because most short-ish. Of the, yeah, short ish. Well, he's got this, these these shorters here. He's got like a one cut, like a one cut, like a size. What am I like trying a to zero say? Zero, pretty much right? a zero. <laughs> a size? What am I trying to say? Size? Yeah, they just call them numbers. Yeah, it's like a zero. Yeah, a buzz cut.
1: But anyway, so to start the show off, right? Like we, what is it? It's like they, they look at the the naked dude in the crater.
0: Yeah, we learned something very critical about this, which is which is really like a a, a critic. Well. An important trait for the character, for the homeless Gandalf-like character, um, that there's magic that this character mm. carries with him, because the fire that is around the uh, medial pit, it's not hot. It's just oh.
1: that's interesting. Shout out, shout out to any like old school Hulk Hogan fans. It's not hot. Very funny phrase from like 1980 something. You should look it up on YouTube. Hulk Hogan. It's not hot. It's hilarious. Totally made. Uh, I, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it sounds like
0: you should have done like a cool story, bro, or something. Cool story. Cool story. I'll record that. Anyway. I'll put it as a soundbite. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so magic. Fire and magic.
1: Yeah. Um, and he gets... You don't know see interesting. So he gets a bit yelly. He does a bit magic. That's cool. We know he's a magical dude now. Um, one thing that I kind of... I think I talked about this, like, sort of when we discussed it straight after, like, Nori, um, like, is just desperate to help him, right, and I really hated the characterization, and I, I'm going to get negative again, um, of, of Nori, in the sense that, like, she's just like, oh, I have to help, I have to help, I think he's so special, you know, I, uh, he's landed for me, and that's, like, such a, like, a, I don't know, it's, like, an arbitrary thing, in the sense that they could have easily explained it in a way that made sense for her character. Because she, in episode one, was, like, taking all the young people around to the farm to gather stuff. When the warg showed up, she's like, oh, hey, you know, it's just, a, it's just a dog. Let's slowly get out of here. Like, she's kind of shown to be motherly and someone who cares about other people. So they could have just said, she could have easily explained it as if she just wants to take care of someone who desperately needs help. Right, And that would fit in with the character, especially the character they've established for her. But then they come up with this like sort of weird reasoning where she thinks he's special, she thinks she's special, um, and so she must take care of him. It just seems like, why would you believe that with no reason? Especially to go through so much trouble. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just a bit of a rant.
0: I hear what you're saying. I mean, there's... We don't... N- None of us, like, you know, the viewers, like ourselves, were going on the same journey that Nari is going on. And she literally said, oh, I saw a meteor. There was a guy in the meteor. Um, There was fire around and the fire wasn't hot. So I think this person's special. So we should protect them at all costs. <laughs> Just, yeah, kind
1: it's of. A, it's such a quick jump. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, diving ahead, but, like, she, there are certain parts She's where... probably from New York. No. <laughs> 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 but like there are certain parts where he's like, you know, putting the stars around, right. I'm going to jump ahead plot wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where he makes the fireflies do constellations in the skies. And then mm-hmm. she's like, he must want us to find these. And so she goes and like get, like potentially gets into a lot of trouble in order to do that. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like she's going out on a massive limb Too. she doesn't have very clear requirements from this guy, right? Like she, she's reaching that. That's clearly what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just like I—I I feel like she's just constantly putting everything at risk to help this person who she's like. I'm kind of on the side of the friend, and I feel like that's there's a certain age you get to when you don't resonate with the actual protagonist anymore. You you resonate with the friend saying, "Hey man, don't go into that 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 or mm-hmm. you know, don't go into that cave." So yeah,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. She's she's definitely like kind of. We're, we're sort of led to believe that she is supposed to be some kind of altruistic character that has hero tropes or heroic tropes Yeah, that is eventually building towards her being a bit more of like a Frodo-type character, if that's what she is. <clears throat> I think like, she's yeah, definitely a there's, Frodo. Yeah, there's, there's kind of no reason. There's no rhyme to any of what she's doing. Like
1: The thing that pisses me off is that there was such a ready-made in-plot narrative that could have justified this behavior and, mm-hmm. and they didn't go with it. That's what pissed me off. Cause like, it's mm-hmm. like when, when it's something there, ready to be used and they don't use it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely no justifiable reasons, but that's, that's the show so far. There's been a lot of things <laughs> that just have no reason for them happening. We haven't learned anything about these situations or these events happening. Um, and the whole media shower with the, with the homeless dude is just one of many. I think I it's haven't. one of
1: those, like, let's just throw a bunch... Because this show does this a lot, right? And some some of it lands, some of it doesn't, where they just kind of throw stuff at you to say, like, mm-hmm. hey, a mysterious thing here that you don't know very much about is, is kind of here. Like, mm-hmm. um, mysterious man from Meteor, mysterious necklace hanging from the boat guy. Mm-hmm. um. Random tunnels. I'm, I'm I'm sort of jumping ahead. This doesn't make sense if you haven't seen the episode, but there's a lot of stuff where they go. Here is splatterings of mysterious things. I hope <laughs> you want to see these things finish up.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's the Nori character. Nori character is played by Michaela Kavanaugh. You know that girl?
1: Never heard of her, but. A lot she's of the actors nobody. in the show I haven't heard of. Well, I mean she's somebody now. She's, she's a, a nobody.
0: nobody. No, She's somebody now. She has previously done probably the most famous uh, her famous most famous movie project that she's been a part of is probably my first summer, which came out two years ago. Okay. Um, but she's she's quite young and she's Australian. Hey, good job. Yeah. She's good doing a good well. job with the Irish accent. It's supposed to be an Irish accent. Oh, especially Irish accents, right? Or um, the half, foot or the half foots.
1: I assume so. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. well enough about accents. I've noticed
0: that the the half foots are Irish, the humans are Scottish, and the
1: the elves are English, just British, right? Yeah, I British. feel like um, that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me at least. Your mastery of <laughs> accent is much better than mine. I'm just I'm just giving words. <laughs> I mean, I could be completely wrong. I think I'm the, the only thing that I'm right
0: about is probably the elves, because they all yeah. <laughs> straight up just sound like they're from Buckingham Palace.
1: Because <laughs> they are supposed to sound elegant and very very regal. Yeah, and you got to go classic British for that.
0: Got to go classic British. Um, So, swinging back to Middle-earth, Galadriel comes across a raft with human survivors a sh- uh, of shipwreck. They're attacked by a sea monster that only one survives, Halbrand, of the Southlands, who explains that he's fleeing from orcs. I actually can't remember him explaining that he's fleeing from orcs. <laughs> uh, Do you remember he that? Of, yeah, I, he I thought he's of, just explaining that he's fleeing for no, no real reason, like
1: everything else. <laughs> yeah, he kind of says, like, oh, we have no king. Um. I don't remember him explicitly saying orcs. He's, I remember he says, like, I don't blame the elves for this. I blame orcs, and that's what makes her, like, start to yeah. perk up. But Cause, that's cause kind remember of remember, that's, that's what we were talking about throughout the
0: episode. Well, in and, and that particular part, we were just saying, like, what are they, like,
1: what are they complaining about? <laughs> so, yeah, I remember, like, this scene was really good at, like, and I, I don't think I want to do it justice, but, like, where him and her are just talking circles around each other, mm. where he's just... Oh, what does he say? He's like, oh, that like, who is your king? Well, I have no king. Oh uh, but what about you know? You must have a leader. We have no leader. And then <laughs> like, where's your area? Uh, I'm not from any area. The orcs took it. It's like, oh, I care about orcs. Oh, no, you don't. You don't care enough. Like, it's just everyone like, is saying a statement, and, the, and then the other person is just like saying, nah, you're talking crap." It's just brilliant, right? brilliant dialogue, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like, it's frustrating. Are you hungry? It, yeah, I think I'm hungry. Cool, what do you
0: want to eat? I don't know what I want to eat. Well, do you feel like this? Yeah, I feel like this.
1: Okay. Yeah, do you feel yeah. like this as well? Yeah, I feel like this as well. <laughs> it was kind of more like a... No, it must uh, be a term I, for this kind of dialogue. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's more like, like if, if she said, are you hungry? And it's like, you're not hungry. And it's like, no, I am I'm hungry. hungry yeah. And it's like, no, you can't be hungry. You <laughs> don't know what hunger is. I've been hungry since you've been born. Like some I don't know like they're just one upping each other on 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 inane stuff
0: and mm. and then it's and always the like that, it always ends with some kind of crazy metaphor
1: oh I, I love the metaphors you know you've made me turn on the metaphors, so <laughs> in this show, I'm just gonna explain it I guess like they have these metaphors that are vaguely human, but they just sort of replace the key parts mm. with um whatever from that world like you know mm. oh the the tall poppy gets. Snipped or whatever, right? The tall mm. poppy gets cut. I uh, would be an Australian or sort of Earth term, and they're going to say, "Oh, the the wind fellow gets or some sort of Middle Earthian plant." Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of it now. I, I'm, I'm on it now.
0: I hear, I hear. <laughs> My favorite but, metaphor of the whole show so far is when they're talking about um, an attack. Yeah, yeah. You know, the potential attack on the city. What's the city that we meet that we get introduced? numinal Numenor, yeah. um, where the king is talking to the queen, and the king's trying to say that there's something coming, and she's kind of in denial of it, and then oh, he's trying the to say that he's yeah. yeah he's trying to say that Galadriel is the first of many, you know, to show up. He's like, no, but she's she's no threat, and then he says, the it metaphor is um, an av- avalanche. An avalanche yeah. always starts with a stone. <laughs> I'm a fan of it now. Give me a break Um, with these metaphors. (laughs) It's just it's so much. But I know I know that's what this world is about. This whole uh, the cultural language or the is it it cultural language? It's not linguistics, but yeah, I guess it's like the cultural language or cultural linguistic landscape.
1: Yeah, it's Um, like just making words up.
0: But yeah, it's high fantasy
1: dialogue, right?
0: High fantasy dialogue, lots of metaphors. The metaphors work. mm. They always work. They're just always kind of corny, and you always, yeah, you're always expecting them. I just remember in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they did have metaphors. I don't remember it being annoying, though. I, I feel like actually- this series, just in episode one and two, has double the amount of metaphors compared to the entire trilogy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, one saying- thing I wanted to mention before we moved on was um, I liked. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that like. The humans on the shipwreck were kind of... Okay, do I like it? I'm not sure. They just kind of, like... I'm not sure if it was, like, trying to be a grander thing, or they just were bad at writing, but, like, they're very, very sort of, like, broken-down people who are altruistic and, like, no, we're not going to let her drown. Then they find out she's an elf, and they're like, you know, screw this elf, man, we're going to kill her. Like... (laughs) Is it like, are the humans super racist? Do they only care about surviving? I don't actually know the reasons for them. That's I think super racist, right?
0: I mean, like all these races in this world, like even in the Lord of the Rings, like everyone's pretty racist to each other.
1: Yeah. They kind of hate each other, I guess.
0: Everybody hates each other. Yeah. Like they're all... But this is
1: like an earlier time.
0: This is an earlier time. It's it's very ancient. You know, it's it's like, I don't know, Middle Ages or... Just after the Middle Ages, I, I, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So this is a time where it's racism is not it's it's not a social issue as such because it's not a construct that exists within their worlds. It's just families, families. Well, these races have separation for certain reasons. Um, and it's all got to do with power and control. Yeah. And
1: just like any society, really. But the cool thing about this is, like, yeah, that the fact that they switch. Like, on a dime, it's kind of funny to me. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Galadriel does the hero trope of she does something very reckless and mm-hmm. has no plan and would die without other people's help. I don't know. For some mm-hmm. reason, the fact that that trope got in is, is great to me. I just, I just kind of laugh. <laughs> I'm like, So her plan was she was going to die because, like, mm-hmm. the only thing she walks past is literal, like, garbage floating on a river. Mm-hmm. It, um, and, yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it, also, it's also part of the issue of not knowing anything about Galadriel. I mean, if she decided that she was going to die and then the show decided to say, hey, we're going to kill off the character right now, I don't think any of us would have cared.
1: No, <laughs> I would have totally. cared. Cause I would have been happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we're done with her. She did nothing in the series at all, except Ugh. tell us about this crazy adventure that she's the only one that's uh, championing championing yeah. um, um, just really quickly yeah. Um. just back at the whole the opening scene with Nori and the homeless Gandalf um, just to wrap up that scene Um. there are some other characters that we should probably mention in that scene who this is the beginning of the dispute between what she really wants to do for this character versus how the rest of the half foots feel about the whole thing um, So she's hiding, she's hiding homeless Gandalf, um, and and kind of like a carriage is not a very good hidden place at all because yeah. <laughs> you can see his feet, they're doing a terrible job at hiding this character. Um, but you know, this is where the tension starts to build, I guess, with this particular story or this arc, whatever, if you want to call this an arc, um, and how it could potentially connect to the rest of the series. However, I don't really. Right now, we don't really see any connection to the rest of the story. There's these subplots like this half-foot subplot that exists that has nothing to do with anything else that's happening in the series so far. Am I right about that?
1: I mean, yeah, but I feel like that's that's reasonable for the start of a show, right? You're going to have, like, you know, 50 different threads, and then at some point they all interconnect, and that's, like, your mm. Pulp Fiction moment, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it just but,
0: it feels like this is so far away from whatever's happening with uh, Norman... Norman What?
1: <laughs> Arundir? Uh
0: yeah, whatever's happening with Arundir's story, whatever's happening with Galadriel's story, whatever's happening with Auron's story. It's like I feel like they're just worlds apart from uh, each other. It's like how long is it gonna take for us to even get this kind of connection?
1: So it's kind of interesting in the sense that I feel like Arundir, his story is connected to Galadriel, because Galadriel wants to kill the dudes that he's with. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, homeless Gandalf, I feel like he's going to be involved somehow because that dude's super magical. So I'm like, okay, he, sh- he sh- he's going to just show up somewhere important. Mm. I think Elrond's story, funnily enough, cause it's my favorite story in this episode mm. is the only one that doesn't really connect to anything, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. actually funnily enough is probably the main story of the whole show based on well, like who's in it.
0: Yeah. He doesn't connect to anything, but it's, it's because of this episode and has seen what the dwarves, we get the kind of expo- exposition that's, um, worth watching, that's worth waiting for, because it alludes to something greater, you know. There's mm. some kind of conduit – not a conduit, but uh, also what I'm thinking about. Um, there's, like, a MacGuffin, I suppose, right, that they allude yeah. to, which is what the dwarves are holding, and the dwarves are under suspicion that the elves, a.k.a. just Alrond um, – Have, like, figured it out. And figured it out, but he probably doesn't even know that. Like, what he's really after is – just um, a solution around
1: building the tower. Around. Yeah, like, building the just tower. He wants labor. With
0: Calib- yeah, with Caleb Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So, but the interesting thing about that scene, we are kind of jumping in, but I actually like the fact that we're talking about Caleb and our honor. Our, our, we, we can just talk about this. We can jump around a little bit. Yeah, sure. But um Calib- Brimbo, like the the impression that I get from him is that this guy's like a assassin. He's a, he's. I get this impression that he's a bit too mysterious, like too kindly mysterious for my liking, like ah. not, not my liking. Sorry, like you know, he's he's suspiciously mysterious. That's the kind of impression yeah, yeah. I feel like he's. He has an agenda that he's gonna reveal later.
1: And I could be wrong because so
0: uh, I know he's a character from the video
1: game. Yeah, the Shadow of Mordor games. It's kind of interesting, right? Like I feel like. With, with Keller Brimball, in the scene that you have, so, like, if just to walk us through the scene again, like, he's in a room with Elrond, and Elrond's just kind of gushing over how cool he is, mm-hmm. and talking about the hammer that he's used to make some cool What's stuff. What's the hammer? I don't know. Is it in this thing? Fainor or something, maybe? Hammer of Fainor? Anyway, so... Just make up some random Malvish word, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's something fainor Ph- Fainor? Something like that? Dig Industrial. You look it up?
0: No, I don't
1: know. <laughs> but um, it? it's kind of... I thought that scene was pretty good in the sense that, like, Keller um, shows off the fact that he's mad, that he hasn't made anything, like, particularly powerful. Yeah. And that kind of professional jealousy, you know, in, in a human world, is mm-hmm. enough to say, okay, is this guy going to make something, like, really terrible? Like, a ring of power, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's got the kind of ambition and and psychotic drive to, mm-hmm. to make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. And another cool thing is when Elrond is talking about that hammer, he, sa- he sort of says, um, oh, th- like this great sort of elven blacksmith, he made like really powerful things and also things that caused a lot of um, pain. You're Which right. Fainors. Was it actually Thaenor? Thaenor's hammer, yeah. Thanos, Yes.
0: Um, Good brownie points for you. You get a clap.
1: Yes. I want it. I want it so badly.
0: Um, I'm not but- going to turn this into a radio
1: i should trust me we should stop it <laughs> um but yeah you know, i thought that thing was cool i like a little bit more if you've played the games you can kind of, like you know that he's a hard-ass dude mm. that like takes you no know, prisoners and just like messes people up so i think I, this is kind of oh what's up no, no no you finish i was just gonna say like um i think it was showing glimpses into his power hungry side and i liked mm-hmm. that
0: yeah i feel like this guy's elon musk of this world Yes, <laughs> he's unhinged. Like, he, he has he, yeah, unhinged, unhinged, a little bit of ADHD, um, obsessed about technology. He's obsessed about enhancements and developments, and you really see that in the scene that they have when they first talk. Um, that's why I think the scene is really valuable. It's probably one of the better dialogue scenes between two characters out of the whole show so far. Because um, you learn a lot it? about the characters. You learn that Al-Rond is is really kind of taken aback and he's quite inspired by his craftsmanship and also kind of like he aaron looks like he's he's got that kind of uh glass eye apprentice type um reaction to him you know he's like 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 like, he's kind of
1: naive he's he's kind of
0: naive and uh, he's which i mean i'm not surprised because he's young he's hungry to do something he feels like he's destined to do something with his life and i feel like he's gonna be like
1: Two three hundred years old though, right? Like realistically, like that's like in young show, right? elf. Yeah, in this show, really? I feel like elves live like thousands of years, right? So I, I feel know. like a young elf is like two hundred years. old. I thought
0: Arond and um, the Fellowship of the Ring was like three hundred years old, but I guess he's like thousands of years old.
1: <laughs> I think I don't. Look, I can't speak to it. I, I just feel like remember. the fact that he met the dwarf and then disappeared for twenty years mm. makes me think that he's actually somewhat old. It, but not in elf world, in, like, yeah, human world. In human world.
0: Yeah, he's probably, like, should, 80 years old. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, we should, like, just follow this plot through. This is a fun plot to talk about. It's a
0: fun plot to talk about. It's definitely the most exciting parts. You, you know, they go from, I don't know how to pronounce these names, right? So the name of the place, which is the the realm of the elf smiths is what they call it. Um, these guys don't really like plurals, do they? Or, like, proper use of plurals. You can <laughs> say elf smiths. Elf Smiths?
1: I think so, you'd say that, but oh, yeah. I guess like the I premise of, of <laughs> this this plot, I guess, is like um, uh, Keller Brimball for some reason, desperately wants to build a um, giant forge to make something super powerful, and he wants yeah. to do it really, really quickly. Which we don't and so, know why he wants to build that either, and we don't know well, who we, he's think, building it for. We know he wants to build something super powerful. I'm assuming he wants to build it for the elves, just, you know, whatever.
0: Is he a good guy in the games?
1: Uh, I mean, spoilers for the games, but they are pretty old games. He is a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay. Yeah, he. Are you um, telling the truth? <laughs> like, he, he's not like he's not heroic, but he's on the side of good.
0: Okay. He's not like an. Uh, he's not like an ambiguous, like a moral ambiguous character where he's kind of good, kind of bad.
1: Um. Nah. He he just like he gets kind of wronged, and he's quite vengeful. Okay. But I think he's, he's generally against Sauron. Right. Okay. He, he, it
0: just sounds like he's got a really good drive for um, for inventing or something and being, obviously having a lot of pride around his inventions too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that can a lot cause all sorts
0: of like misjudgments as well with anybody that's driven to success. It can always also cause wow. him to make bad choices, bad decisions. Yeah.
1: That's actually something that made it really fascinating about this show, because I think like, you know, this is a prequel to a situation where everything's like, fucked, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. presumably, you're going to have a lot of characters do a good descent into evil, which I, that's a trope I love. I love mm-hmm. seeing that trope in any kind of media.
0: Yeah. You think Caleb Brimble yeah. would be a super evil dude by the end of the show? Do you reckon they'll just retcon his whole good arc character that he has in the games?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, he's, he's a ghost in the games, so... <laughs>
0: Um, So, I actually got a bit of a spoiler. So I watched a TikTok video about. Oh
1: yeah, Calabrumbro. What are you um, doing?
0: <laughs> should I say it here? I mean, I don't mind saying it here. It's probably not a
1: big, big okay, spoiler. Look, do spoiler. Do a spoiler warning and say for the next thirty seconds, just skip ahead. All right, and then you spoiler say warning. That's um. That's the spoiler warning.
0: <laughs> My sound bites are so cool, right? Like that one. Spoiler yeah, warning. <laughs> Um. So yeah, for the next thirty seconds, just keep your ears closed. We'll just skip thirty seconds from now. Yeah. Um. So I watched this. <laughs> two, yeah, two taps. I watched this. Uh, it's like a forty-second video on TikTok of a guy explaining who Caliburn Boy is. Brimboy is. Um. In response to the current episodes. Mm. Um. And first of all, the the. Character that he shows on his video looks nothing like the caliber book character <laughs>
1: that we have. Is it show. ghostly? Is it like a tall ghostly dude.
0: Mm, he's got long hair. He kind of looks like a Mortal Kombat yeah. character.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the game guy. I think if uh, he's like all white, ninety percent of the time. I oh, uh, I don't know. Like he just looked like I
0: like I don't know, um sort of olive skin maybe. He had tied up long hair, uh, b- black hair, right? The black hair and it's tied up in a yeah, long hair. okay,
1: that's the non-ghost version. Mm.
0: And he says. So int- these are some interesting facts. Like I think his whole thing on TikTok right now is interesting facts about rings of power, and he says Celebrimbor is actually a character who invents three rings. I think he he says the three rings that he gives to the elves, um, but he doesn't actually invent the One Ring to rule them all. The One Ring that's taken into Mordor that's actually created by Sauron, which. I think now that I think about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that that's what they explained at the beginning, is that the ring was forged in the fires of Mordor by He's Sauron. himself.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I,
0: I think, like, so once once that video, once I saw the end of that video, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's happened. That's what happens at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, but the whole kind of opening exposition about the whole story. I was like, what? oh, yeah, it makes sense. Because I remember, remember that, that shot of Sauron in the in the fires of Mount doom, he's like holding up the ring and that's and yeah, 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 yeah. saying he forged it in the fires of Mount doom. So he's just
1: way better him. than Celebrimbor. then. So Celebrimbor yeah. had like sort of professional jealousy. Yeah. It's even worse now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a feud between like him and some other inventor of a ring or whatever. But yeah. I think he had something to do with Sauron inventing the ring because he invented those rings prior to that. Um, so maybe he was a source of inspiration for Sauron to create that ring of power. Um, I don't know, but, um, he also dies from Sauron. <laughs> that's in the games. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's the way he finishes the TikTok video. He <sighs> dies from Sauron.
1: Man, I think we should have told him to skip 45 seconds.
0: I'm pretty sure that's like episode <laughs> six as well. Eh, where we see Calabron die. <laughs> Oh man! Ah, uh, anyway, anyway, so like you know, this whole scene unfolds into eventually the dwarves allowing Alron um, to enter into their
1: what what would you call that their palace? Yes. The- their- yeah uh into their Um, town but you know he's he expects to be greeted as a big solid friend and he's not and he's not and Um, there's a reason for it which we learn a little bit later and so this is how you write good scenes yeah how you write good
0: stories right you lead us on but you eventually pay that off in the exact same sort of timely manner
1: in the episode Hmm. that you find the mystery
0: like i think this is a good one this is great It's really good. It's got build, it's got build up to it. It's got character building. I love that we learn that there's some history between our and um the dwarf guy, whatever his name is.
1: Durin uh, Durin. Durin, yeah. Yeah. Um prince.
0: I would have loved Calibrumbour to be a part of that whole situation, but it's kind of cool because we've established that there's history between him and the Yarls and only he is allowed to enter and the has to kind of bounce, whatever. Like I wonder what well, I think- is doing, right? He's just kind of like, hanging outside the rock. <laughs>
1: No, he said, like, go back to the town. I'll take a couple of days. But I think, like, Owen um, uh, <laughs> told him to leave because he's trying to impress Killer ball Yeah. Because he's, he's kind of bragging about how, like, oh, you know, I know these elves. These elves are cool. This guy's my yeah. friend. Yeah. And, um... Which
0: is, which is a typical trait for any kind of apprentice, right? If there's something that you can show off to your, to your, uh, like, admirer, admirer, like, sorry, your role model, if there's something you can show off, then you'd do everything that you could to do that, right? Um... But I just thought it was funny where he was like, "Oh, sorry, you can't get in." So catch an over back to origin.
1: <laughs> <a> he <laughs> was like, "Oh, sorry, you got to go now." But yeah, one thing I did love about days. like the next scene, so the, this, he challenges like the only way he's allowed in is he challenges uh, Duran to that uh, rock smashing battle. Well, not allowed
0: in. Like he's it's it's the challenges for him to get his request right.
1: Yeah, is yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's only like... allowed in because he invoked that um, ritual or whatever it is. Yeah. But the thing I really liked because I was very nervous at the start of that battle, thinking, "Oh, are they going to do like an elf is better than everyone at everything thing again?" But he really wasn't. He wasn't, and he wasn't even close. I loved that. Mm. I loved that Elrond was could not be... Him. Yeah, because like again, Durin was like, "Fine, he was happy," and like I just. Um... You know, I kind of really did think that they were going to have the elf just win, and that was going to piss me off. (laughs) Yeah, it's too easy, right? Uh, At at rock smashing, come on, that's like the bread and butter, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a new hobby that we need to um, tap into (laughs) rock smashing. Oh, man, it looks like a fun, it looks fun. Um, It looks like it'll damage our shoulder cuffs, that's what it'll do. Like, say goodbye uh, to your, all your joints. Like, see you later. Yeah.
1: Oh, but, man. It's but you know, it's actually... I, mean,
0: I, I love the whole... Uh, I love the aesthetic. I love the artistry. Um, the creativity around how they've invented all these, like, little cities, and especially the dwarf city, which I thought was... Um, what did I say? I thought it was... Uh, sure.
1: I thought it was a beautiful city. I'm not sure what you said, but... No, no, like, the name of the city. What did I think it uh... was? You thought of Moria, right? Yeah, and it's Casa Doom But I think that's kind of interesting Kasadum, yeah. is one thing I should note. I feel like when they show like the Elf Smith Town, Numenor, um, the Dwarven Town, like all the towns are beautiful. I think all mm. the money went into like these sort of high sweeping shots of towns because mm. they're all gorgeous. They're all gorgeous, except for the halfwoods. Yeah. <laughs> except for the half-woods, but you don't get one. You don't get a sleepy a sleepy thing for the half-woods. No, the half-woods just have a bush, really. Yeah, but I think um, for the dwarves, the thing that's kind of funny as well was that like there's this scene right at the end of that battle where one dude is like asleep and then he wakes up and starts cheering. (laughs) I found it funny, which is, I
0: mean, it's a great way of expressing what dwarves are really like. You know, they're heavy drinkers. Yeah, which is the Irish thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, heavy heavy drinkers they're super alcoholics but they're very brute they're very brute force kind of race culture um they're all about honor and respect i mean that's pretty much our irish people right <laughs> Honor, respect. i would guess it so. without being
1: stereotypical i would assume so but like <laughs> it kind of showed one um the battle probably took a long time so you know both these guys they, they get over um, mm. two like they show they only care about like that kind of stuff, which is cool. And three, but the thing I liked is that this episode had a lot more humor in it. Like in the Nori starting bit, there's a bit of humor when she can't hide his feet. That's pretty funny. Um, mm. this part where he's sleeping, that's pretty funny. Like I think this show needed that because the first yeah. episode was just this dry ass stuff, man.
0: Very stale. The first episode, very stale yeah. and very kind of yeah flat. <clears throat> um, let's let's get into the probably my least favorite scene in the episode, which is um, on the sea, back with Galadriel. Oh, damn. (laughs) Ah. I did mention it before, you know, Galadriel meets um, uh, a bunch of humans, all from Southlands, especially Halbrand. Um, And he explains that they've been fleeing from Orcs. Um, They're on this really kind of wrecked, abandoned uh, ship that's basically just a bunch of pieces of planks, like pieces of wood, really. Uh, probably the kind of size that Jack wanted with Rose, but, um, <laughs> we didn't, we not fit that on that. That's like four people. <laughs> nah, it's debatable, man. It's so controversial mm. these days.
1: <laughs> what the, the boat. Oh man. No, he could have fit on that freaking. Okay. Like
0: uh, I saw this, how, really, how funny. How... I saw this really funny C. Instagram, um, Instagram, uh, meme video of two horses on this tiny as piece of wood <laughs> going downstream a river, and it was captioned as like Jack could have totally fit if two damn horses can't fit on
1: <laughs> I know, like, officially they call it like buoyancy, but I'm like, nah, man, that was a big flat piece of door that would have fit, that would have fit fine. Oh,
0: dude, freaking Rose is just selfish. Nah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should review titanic she, maybe she had the gem you know what i mean like she knew her life was set you don't want to like kill yourself when you've got that done damn bitch <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway anyway
0: <laughs> let's not digress too much uh, you know we have this kind of floating piece of wood which is quite large i mean it's it's a lot of pieces of wood and they're all just happen to be okay on this thing and then they get attacked by a big monster Big monster, which I don't know the name of the monster. you know the name of the monster? They call it the worm. The worm. Okay. Yeah. Seems fit, the worm. It Big kind worm. Of, it worms around in the ocean. Um, and then conveniently, the plot sort of takes a turn for uh, killing off all the other, like, faceless, no, sorry, not faces, but nameless characters on mm. that plank. And it's just uh, Galadriel and Halbram. Hal, Halbram. Halbram.
1: Oh, I call him uh, Ring of Power Han Solo.
0: <laughs> Maybe without the Ring of Power, he's he's pretty much Han Solo without the comedy.
1: know, <laughs> yeah, but he tries to be comedic. He's like this sort of mysterious Don't Russian he? with a heart of gold. I can't remember he him tried- trying to be funny. Yeah, you know, in uh, I mean, spoilers for Episode Three. You know, when he's like, you know, stealing people's stuff, and and uh, like he's a bit more serious, but he's probably a funnier character in the show. But he's kind of like a charming, good looking guy who I don't know. Sure. I've kind of lost my train here.
0: Sure. I mean there's, there's <laughs> literally nothing that happens other than they get attacked by the worm and then then she says. He
1: well if, if we skip it. Oh sorry. Yeah sorry.
0: Well she's just like out there floating and he's the only one on the on the little piece of wood. Floating piece of wood. Um, She swims back to it and she says what's your name? And he says Halperin. And then what's our heading? And then it skips to the next scene <laughs> and that's
1: about it oh is that what it is so what if it we is. go ahead like that, that that painful conversation happens in this episode mm. there's the storm in this episode mm. where um he does the heart of gold thing where he, he acts like he doesn't care about her but um when she goes down under the water yeah. you know <clears throat> he goes down and saves her yep um but realistically I, I think like her entire part of this episode is awful yeah and i would have loved to have skipped it it's
0: boring very very boring
1: um
0: like they they just establish this connection where they don't we don't have any reason why they need to even care for each other like i know they're the only kind of soul surviving people out on on the on the sea but um the the time that they use to develop these characters only really come into fruition until i think it's episode three right when we get a bit more excited about what their connection really is which is um I mean, we're skipping to episode three here, but just real quick on that, it's the connection is the fact that Galadriel was she she holds a big responsibility for the war that was that that they started that mm. his human beings or his humans and his tribe or whatever was also involved in as well.
1: And well, when his people are the people that like backed Morgoth, right? They backed the losing mm. team. They were the evil evil humans.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they got history together so i think that's a cool connection that they could have just done right off the bat instead of going through this whole random cc nah.
1: i feel like, like from a tv perspective like you can't just jump straight into the the good thing all the time like i, I give them a pass on like oh they're mysterious people who met by circumstance who have no interest in each other and then eventually you find out that they're you can do that reason. but
0: the scenes doesn't have to be in- the scenes don't have to be what they showed us on this episode. Like those just scenes just made nothing. It, it, it didn't do anything to progress the story. It doesn't do anything to progress their journeys either, other than the fact that they have to find some way to just let them meet somehow. Pretty sure there's much yeah. more clever ways to write those kind of sequences together. Right. As opposed to, okay, they're just going to be in a shipwreck and uh, going to be attacked by a worm in the ocean. And then they're going to go to the next destination, which she doesn't know where it is, but he kind of does. But
1: um, then, I mean, yeah, they, they kind of crash, right? And that's the end yeah. of the episode, which we probably shouldn't jump to. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we come back to the whole Alf and Dwarf story, which is, um, this is, this is a really great example of how you're building two characters and how they connect with each other. We learn about history. We learn about relevance. We learn about um, why one person is angry over the um, over that kind of situation, and why the other person, which is the elf, has no idea and doesn't under- doesn't see the justification for this anger. This is great dialogue. It's great
1: connection. Oh. This is the kind of stuff
0: that's awesome, and it should be part in the whole Galadria. show.
1: Yeah. yeah, man. Like, when you find out that, like... um, So, I guess just to give the premise, he, uh, Elrond loses the battle, and he's banished from Dwarflands forever. And then the D- Durin... Oh, as think as Elrond asks Durin, like, do you want to, like, walk me out? Mm-hmm. And so as they're going up the elevator to leave, um, Elrond is like, have I pissed you off? And Durin's just, like, real mad about the fact that he hasn't sh- said anything for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love this because, like, it shows that Durin actually cares about him. Mm-hmm. It shows that this is a, a pretty petty thing. Um, it shows that elves live a long ass time, and, and Elrond is probably a bit like of a selfish person. Like he just sort of gains so much just from this interaction. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that like this show does really badly generally, where they either beat you over the head with something, or they just leave it mysterious for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a great
0: scene. Love it. Love everything about it. And I'm really excited to see what Auron turns out to be. Like, his his journey is looking like to be a really cool arc. Um, and we know what he ends up – we know how he ends up in the Lord of the Rings series. Um, so it's kind of – he's the kind of character that I'm looking forward to the most develop. I do I do really want to root for Galadriel, but right now she's got zero points. <laughs>
1: Yeah, arc is just so boring right now
0: maybe apart from like the third episode there is a little bit more there
1: no no i hate her in that one too i don't want to talk about the third episode in this one but i have a lot of negative points in my head about her in the third episode as well um we're getting
0: a bit like i do want to actually cap um, our reviews for these episodes just under an hour so <laughs> well what are we on now we're at 55 minutes oh, um, all right um, go on, let's go let's run through um let's all just right. actually go to the end of this episode where we meet the orc the very first orc that we meet um yeah okay cool um, just, which we can do this in sets up yeah which sets up the next episode right so this this whole scene is actually i thought it was quite good the way they shot it with like the whole horror element i thought the horror element was really cool
1: it was cool. Like they did that well.
0: It. They did it really, really well with the creepy kind of. Um, I, I guess I'm calling them the James Wanisms because James Wan is just kind of like the king of horror at the moment. And I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, and he's and James Wan has a really good taste for um, not extreme close-ups, but they're kind of like an extreme close-up. It might be of a hand. It might be of a cheek. It might be of like a shoulder. It's it's a it's it's kind of this horror stylistic style stylistic style horror style of filmmaking that's very evident in James Wan's filmmaking, and they did that in this episode. And I was like, whoa, this is actually kind of cool and creepy.
1: And yeah. I didn't even
0: didn't even know it was going to be an orc. Like I actually was led to believe that it was some crazy monster because this orc is like freaking super speed. It's like Flash or something.
1: <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you don't flash. It's but got like, it's got a mask on. Got a mask, got on, so mask on. So I was like,
0: what the hell is this creature? But then turns out to be. An orc, um, and I think both both me and you were saying uh, it's kind of good that the kids did because the kid was just
1: annoying. <laughs> yeah, when when I th- when the when the house was wrecked, I was like, man, good thing that kid's gone. That kid's, just- <laughs> <laughs> the
0: kid's doing nothing but being an annoying character. Um, but you know, actually, maybe this kid like kind of works up to be something cool because by the end of the episode, we see that his blood has been um, infected. Or, is, yeah, his blood has been infected by the
1: sword. Or the other um, way around, the blood is going empowering the sword? I don't know. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Empowering the, the sword, sword like, has, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Not, oh, not just,
1: defeated. we should probably be clear about the fact that, like, it's the Sauron sword and it's somewhat special. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the plot seems to imply that, like, all of the orcs are hunting for this sword. Like, they're, right. they're, they're like, they're desperately looking for this sword. So it's mm. a, it's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah um so i i think that was a cool way to end the episode um it kind of leads us on it was a bit of cliffhanger to the first episode um how did you think like these characters were handled in the last part because we don't get much on the our elf character uh what's the name Aaron Ald- Arandir? Arandir. we don't get much on him. Well, he, he gets captured in this he, episode. Gets I'm capt- pretty sure. Yeah, he gets captured yeah. in this episode. Like he he doesn't actually say much. Well, actually, I don't think he says anything in this episode at all. Ah, he's-, he's
1: like, I've got to go down this hole because I don't know what's in. Yeah, and
0: he's just kind of like um, scurrying around the hole, kind of looking for this kind of suspicious sound or whatever and what this.
1: Well, whatever I think we happen- get. Yeah out of him what we're meant to he's a Mm -hmm. very very honor bound heroic brave dude Mm -hmm. who's good at fighting and then he gets captured yeah
0: yeah but he he just doesn't say much in this episode at all he just really kind of goes on this um search for whatever's happening down this hole gets captured mm -hmm. and then that's the end of his part of the episode um and then we get the big reveal that it's an orc by the end of it but an orc with like pretty sure it's like a super orc
1: no, I don't think so. It's like two random humans killed it. I reckon it's just a low level, lanky ass orc.
0: No, because like this orc had like long fingers and um, was really tall. Orcs aren't that even that true. tall,
1: dude. Like this orc was a like giant. But he was not. <laughs> he was like the the limber, fast version of orcs. It's like the strong version. He was not one of them.
0: Yeah, but I'm just surprised that they didn't have these types of orcs down in that pit that we see in episode three. Oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's anyway.
1: another discussion. Is
0: there anything else you wanted to say about this episode?
1: Um, how I liked, it? like I liked the, the that hoarder plot. The mm-hmm. whole plot of the fact, like I felt like it did some good, um foreshadowing when they said, you know, the fishes destroyed the town, but there were no people left, mm-hmm. and he's like, hmm, that's weird. Um, he goes down, they have a pretty cool action sequence, that was a cool scene. Mm. Anything left in the episode? Oh, the f- I didn't, like, we didn't get really talk about it, but the fact that, like, when Elrond apologizes to Durin's wife and they have that whole scene at the dinner table, mm. I thought, like, again, it's just good filmmaking. Man. It's good like,
0: filmmaking. It's really good dialogue. It's useful dialogue because we know that it's building really good charactership. It's building yeah, really like, good character arcs be- for the both of them. And we didn't even... Like this is the first time we met Durin, but I feel like I know way more about Durin than I do
1: about Gladrill.
0: I yeah, mean, maybe sure. that's not like, entirely true, but you, you, you get the, what I'm saying, right?
1: You see the Elven tree in there, mm. and you just learn so much about their relationship and who they are as people, and and, and how sentimental he is as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, you just learn a lot from just things that are yeah. just there. And and I feel I like know, I feel like Durin is going like to
0: be that that kind of Gimli character where he he has a heart to him because the King Dwarf, whatever his name is. But I learn that, yeah. He doesn't have the same kind of sentimentality or um, empathy that I mean we have we don't know much about him so I'm just kind of like guessing here yeah. but if I feel like the king dwarf do- wouldn't have that same kind of trope that Durin has you know so Durin will probably make a lot of frivolous mistakes that the king gets upset about that maybe causes Durin to end up siding with Aron yeah. in mm. the coming episodes and kind of removing himself from the dwarven kingdom or whatever. I don't know. That's but, just kind of how I'm seeing it.
1: Yeah, and I guess like to go to like a bit of a, a rating. Um, I think we gave the first one a five, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, I'd give this one like a solid seven. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I, think I had I'm, a good time with this one.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a six point five. Oof. <laughs> it's Galadriel. Man, she's weighing it down, dude. She's sinking well, the ship.
1: <laughs> the reason I gave this one a seven is because I had to give the third episode less than this. Mm. And I need a little bit of room between the two episodes. Yeah, that's fair. A seven's if quite- I had to, yeah, If I had to rank it, it would be like two, then three, then one. Yeah. Just as a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
0: That is fair. Um, So my phone just died. <laughs> oh, shit. So how'd we do time-wise? Uh, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. But... um we'll 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 try and keep it at this level maybe at 50 minute mark i think it's kind of a good good place we should
1: should test ourselves like 45 minutes Mm, for sure we can do that we can do that i believe
0: uh thanks man thanks for coming back on the show
1: no thanks for having me man i'm
0: loving the series (laughs) loving the series we will be back for episode three stay in, stay in tune for more, hit the notifications button. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find that in the show notes. If you click on the down arrow or the dots or whatever you have on your UI on your phone, then click that you'll see our social links on each episode. Thank you for listening and catch you guys later. Bye.